This is Fed Up, the podcast by Falcon Nutrition, and I'm your host, Jason Falcon. This podcast will feature coaches, current and former clients, industry colleagues and peers, as well as a handful of others that we feel will bring value to your life as you continue on your nutrition journey. Enjoy, thank you for listening, and let's have some fun. This is Fed Up, the Falcon Nutrition Podcast. This will be episode five, we have figured out, and today's guest is Coach Damon Crawley. How's it going, Damon? Hey, I'm good. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, these are fun because we talk for about 10 minutes and then we awkwardly start recording, pretty much rehashing everything we just talked about. So this is us doing that. <laughs> um, <Exactly>. So <laughs> we'll pretty much probably follow the same format for the most part. We'll start with Damon giving a little background, like a, a mini bio on himself, which will then um, probably bring a lot more meaning to everything we talk about afterward. So we'll start there. Um, Damon, tell us, uh, who is Damon? Oh, that's, you know, the, uh, it's kind of like those Cal, the old infinity ads back in the nineties, right? You know, what is earth? What is water? Right. <laughs> so <laughs> what is life? So, yeah, exactly. So Damon is a closing in on 50, um, four, almost 49, you know, year old, you know, guy living in, Midi, you know, Midwest, Northeast Oklahoma, IT working in big oil. You can hate me for it. Fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, lifts a lot, walks a lot, eats a lot, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. eats a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, husband, dad, you know, kind of the basic things. Yeah. And the only, uh, as of now, the only other, uh, you know, male member of the team. So this is, uh, this is cool. You, you and I have a lot, a lot, a lot in common. We both wear multiple hats, the, the dad hat, the husband hat, the, we still have to take care of ourselves hat. We have to try to positively influence others. Um, so just as, um, as a lot of ladies and especially moms can relate, um, I think dads also share some of that same, um, staying busy doing for everyone else. And, and, you know, we have to try to remember to take care of, of ourselves too. Um, which I guess sort of ties into perhaps the next good question. Uh, what you, you track macros now, you, you're actively working with a coach. Um, what is your, I guess, backstory? Were you always in shape? Like right now you are jacked. Um, you're, you're, are you maintaining? Are you massing? What are you doing right now? Like what actual phase are you in? Are you building? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I honestly can't tell you a phase, and that's okay, actually. It is. So the backstory is I have always been, I had, I need to reframe that. I had always been heavy. Seventh grade, you know, most of the guys were, you know, 90, you know, 90-ish pounds. I was 110, you know, I was always heavier. Yeah. Um, I actually weigh less now than I graduated high school. Wow. Yeah. So at my ultimately, you know, through college, high school, I graduate, I graduated high school at 220, 36, 38 waist, whatever, something like that college, because you have a whole lot of time to be Mm self-centered. I started working, um, in my degree, which is exercise science. Mm-hmm. 
And so we had nutrition classes and we take, we were taking at the time the food pyramid was the big thing. Yep. Right. You know, six to 11, three to four, two to three, yada, yada. And so I started at that point really trying to like, okay, I'm going to dial some things in. And I just ate the minimums of the food pyramid. Mm-hmm. And I went from 220 down to 165. And that was running probably 25 miles a week. Okay. I had the time because yep. I was a full-time student. Yep. And get out of school, get to working, and life catches up. You know, yep. you're not able to be as active, all the things. And yep. the things that you just weren't a priority because you're in your 20s. You know, you right. can get away with a whole lot more there <laughs> than when you're in your late 40s. Got married in 97, you know, had a kid two years later, and then another one five and a half years later. And it was just one of those things that it just all stacked up, kept stacking up. It does. It compounds. Oh, absolutely. The clean plate club, we can't, you know, there was the kid's plate, there was my plate. It just all added up. Ultimately, I ended up about at age 35, weighing just short of 270. Which, which for me, I'm 5'11", 5'10", somewhere in there. That was a double X shirt and a yep. 44 waist pant. Yep. So two things that really kind of rocked me at that point was, one, I was 35. Because that was a, at 30, I was saying, I don't want to be this. I don't want to be heavy like this when I'm 40. Yep. And all of a sudden, I'm like, where did those five years go? which also told me those next five years were going to disappear like that. Yep. It only speeds up. Oh, trust me, 100%. And then all of a sudden realizing, okay, that's 44 inches. You are four inches away from being four feet around. <laughs> that, yeah. I guess I never really <laughs> looked, looked at it like that, but that's a pretty uh, um Yeah, let humbling. that one sink in. Yeah. 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 So, so th- these were things you were kind of telling yourself, like you, um, oh, uh, could see and feel what was going still, on, but it, it just felt like a slow motion push toward that more and more of that side. Yeah, absolutely. And so when I realized, you know, it was like, I am 35, it's this, all these things. And this was at my birthday. Um, cause my birthday falls of course in the worst possible time of year in December Yep. <laughs> where you're mm-hmm. already, you oh, know, yeah. basically celebrating everything else. Holiday right? mode, yeah. Oh, full on. So my whole thing was, okay, that next January 2nd, mm-hmm. cool. I signed up with a um, national program yep. uh, and did it. I worked it. I mean, I worked that program. You can say what the program is if you want, by the way. It was Weight Watchers. I was yeah. trying to, you know, skirt, you know, skirt the line, and there was nothing wrong with it. But I definitely was eating the minimums. Mm-hmm. It's like how can, I was gaming it of how little can I get away with. Yep. So like me, how little food do I really need to eat? And so I went from January to August. I went down from the two seventy to one ninety two. From January, yeah. so eight months lost about eight 80, months. Yeah. About 10 pounds a month. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Didn't, and, and with no real emphasis, I'm, like I would assume 190-ish now would look very, like no emphasis on, on uh, 
macro splits, basically just points, right? Because that's what Weight Watchers it, was using. Yeah, it was at the time it was purely the point system, yeah. right? So probably lost and, a decent amount of muscle through that whatever. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but, but you did lose. You know, um, it, I don't want to call it splitting hairs. You lost eighty pounds that you probably need for for whole body health purposes that you needed to lose. So. I, I guess we yep. can get picky and, and I can nitpick over muscle, but just the same, having done that and, and now eating and tracking and learning, um, I cut you off entirely. I'll shut up. <laughs> <laughs> totally good. So yeah, drop from the one, you know, the 270 down to the 190. And then over time, you know, we had, and we had life things happening. We had, my father-in-law was ill and dying and that was a long drawn out process. And it was sort of like, okay, something has to come off the, the table for a bit and some of the old ways of eating came back yeah. and along with 30 pounds of it so what, what were the old ways is, like what 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 would you say was plaguing you um because i certainly had my versions i don't know that i can put it on any particular thing it was just i just ate yeah you know um was I'm never really great about veggies so that was really not much of a place um I, you know i just ate there wasn't really a focus on qu- so, any sort of quality it was just it, it was yeah. literally just eating because i'm hungry so probably more calorie dense foods and more of them at each cuz i mean that's what it was I, like i love food i love eating yeah um i could probably with no problem at all eat between you know 3 4 5000 calories every day um, easy. I understand. Easy. <laughs> oh yeah. It's totally easy. And so, you know, so although yes, I gained 30 of the pounds back, I didn't gain them all and right. I didn't gain friends. And I held that for four years. So went back to the 220, 225, and I held there for, you know, for about four years. Yeah started running during some of that period and that ultimately has proved to be some of to my own detriment because I was just so heavy it's taken a toll on my knees yeah so you know so there's that so I hung there for four years started CrossFit um, so about five six years ago did that for four and a half five years mm-hmm. till I realized it was no longer serving me either um, just were because you, of my joints. Were you still following roughly like the the Weight Watchers um, program through all of this? No, actually, once I kind of finished the program, I was finished, right? You know, it's like, hey, I got down to my goal. Great, yeah. I'm done. Mm-hmm. You know, so a, classic undo. A, a, another, another veer that I'll lead you down. When you were running, did you felt, uh, did you feel like it was, um, you were burning, you know, you you're burning a lot of calories running, but did you feel like that may have made the diet front even more difficult? In my opinion, coaching people and me working my mileage up, getting ready for a couple of big races next year, the more I run, the hungrier I am. It's very, very easy to overcompensate when we get to coming in from a long run. And I just want to eat everything if we're not tracking. Did you experience any of that? I never looked at things as a, I've done this so I can do this. It's of, I went and ran three miles at lunch so I can, I can do this. I mm-hmm. never really fell into that. I've earned it trap. Well, even is, just the physical, I guess good. 
Like even just the physical, I, mean, I could go run something as little as four miles. And I, oh. that first hour, I'm just hot and I don't really feel like anything, but then I feel like no. my body would probably want me to believe that I just ran a hundred miles. Cause I feel so hungry. It makes no sense. So I really, no, I never ran running. into that. Well, that's okay. partly because well, that's really I good. Mean, <laughs> and, and partly because, and, and partly because I would run at lunch during, you know, so over my lunch hour, I would go out and pull up one of the, the Nike things on iTunes um, you know, the Serena Williams, you know, go faster. Yeah. And I would just do that for 30 minutes. I would have to come back, go get my food and come back to my desk and, and work. So I had that, that, that distraction yeah, that was a good system. Uh, of having to get back into work. So that's kind of how that worked for me. So when I started CrossFit, I did get into some of the paleo, you know, the whole clean stuff and, mm-hmm. and it did serve a purpose. Uh, we did a nutrition challenge where it was, Whole 30 ish, but stricter, like yep. even no apples, no bananas for, you know, pineapple. And yeah, I look back and like, why did I do that? Yeah. But it did serve a purpose for me in that aspect where I did learn where I had some issues with food in my, how I react to them. Mm-hmm. So, so it did prove some of those things out. Um, but again, so I dropped down. Um, you know, from the 220 to about 210. And I hung there for about four years. And then about 2018, I'm like, okay, look, I'm at CrossFit, you know, four to five times a week. I'm doing these other things. This is still just not getting me where I want. So there's got to be, there's more to it. So at that time, then I hooked up with a coach, with a coaching program. Mm-hmm. And worked with that coach for a year and a half. And during that time, went from 218. Um, and I did go back up because I knew I'm going to start this. Fine. I'm going to live my life for a couple of weeks. Knowing a lot of that was really water. At the, you know, that eight pounds was a good portion of water. Um, worked with him for a year and a half and pulled down from 218 down to 168. So, solid Ooh, 50 pounds. 168. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. CrossFit, same deal. Yeah. CrossFit four or five days a week. I was, yeah, I was still pretty much doing that. How did, how, <clears throat> how did that loss playing to CrossFit, if at all? Well, CrossFit was just more about, really more about activity and movement, not necessarily mm-hmm. about chasing PRs. You know, and high, cut, yeah. Well, there's, there was no chasing PRs when you, when you were cutting down at some point, you just don't have it. You right. don't You're have prioritizing the, losing fat over uh, gaining strength, knowing the strength. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it was of, you know, the, the lifts are what they were. I also knew that I really wasn't going to hit some of the PRs that I'd had because there was a period there where I had some issues where I just, I needed to take some testosterone. And so of course that boosted everything up mm-hmm. and I don't, you know, it just, I needed it through for that period. Yeah. And yeah, I had some great PRs during that period, but you know, such is life. Yeah. Not meant to live in those spaces. Right. So, so, you know, did that, hung there. And ever since then, really, it's been more of, okay, it's recomposition. I wanted to build more mass, build strength. And that's what I've really been doing since then. I quit CrossFit about two and a half years ago now, almost about three years ago now. Mm-hmm. And been doing Windler five three one lifts, and then since March, April this year, I've been working with a strength coach. 
Nice. Yeah. Takes the decision fatigue off. Yep. Keeps you honest. Got to check in with someone. Yep. 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 And that's why I still have Patty. Yeah. And so where, um, it, if I'm allowed to ask, 168 at the very bottom of a cut. I speak very openly. The lowest I got at the bottom of my last cut was 166. Yep. Loved. I think I loved how I looked. I, I still, I did not have like an eight pack. I didn't even have a six pack. I saw some, some top abs. Um, but really all I see when I look at that picture and it is cool to see me that lean, but I just remember how hungry I was and how my daughter would ask me to go for a walk. And I'd have to say no, cause I had so little energy. So clearly the lowest part of my cut is not where I was meant to maintain. No. And I would assume 168 for you felt very similar. In the moment, at that point, I did not see, and I could not see how lean I really was. Right. I, I look now and I'm like, you were such a fool. <laughs> it's a tricky thing. No, it is. It is. It's, you it's, don't see it. It's the analogy I use. We've probably talked about it or I've blabbered about it before, but it's like getting a haircut and then seeing yourself in the mirror every day. I guess this more eh, probably relates to ladies too, but it's like you get a haircut, you look at yourself in the mirror every day. You know, time is passing, but because you look at yourself in the mirror several times a day, every time you use the restroom, you don't really realize your hair is, you know, growing out like that. And when our bodies are changing, absolutely, we see them so often that I think we failed to um, cutting and cutting, especially at the, at the bottom part of being in a deficit for that long. It's like, not only do you not realize how far you've come and just where you are versus where you started, but like this, the concept of enough or, okay, this is far enough just kind of goes out the window and you just want more, 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 more. It was one of those things of, I've heard the phrase of, you know, you know, it's like when people say, well, when do, when should I, when should I stop cutting? Mm-hmm. It's like, you'll know when you know. And mm-hmm. I never understood that. Until I went. Until you knew. Okay, now. <laughs> until you, and yeah. as tried as it sounds, you really do. And, but I hit a, yeah, I hit that 168 and went, okay, my trigger, the thing for me to where I needed to stop was, is that it was that hunger. And yep. I was trying to be, you know, eat my 155 grams of carbs, 60 fat, 170 protein. And it was not enough. And so I was, I don't want to use the, I was, I was going to the cabinet yep. in the evenings and I was literally blowing another thousand yeah. calories. Once we came back up, like even 10 grams of carbs, then I'm like, okay, this is more doable. A new lease but ever since life. then, it's, yeah. oh yeah. So ever since then, it's been so slowly coming back up. And so that was September of 19 and Wednesday, well, Tuesday morning, I was 197. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, just w- when you share your pictures, I admire how you, um, it's very easy to throw out a cut, right? If, if we cut too aggressively, it's very, very easy to rebound. I mean, look at what bodybuilders do. It's very easy to just spring back up and like any of the good stuff that happened, we just spend the next month eating and, you know, gaining, yeah. feeling terrible mentally, like psychologically, the next cut's going to be harder because then we're doubting ourselves. Can I do it again? Can I do it the right way? But you've really done a good job, not even taking into account one what the last year and a half has held, but some of the some of the things that that you know you've gone through on top of that. Um, you've just stayed, it seems like rock steady and and other things can can slip. And I'm sure diet has slipped here and there because you and I are both very mortal, but you've you've really um, 
it's been your constant and and you're very methodically navigating the phases like okay i got to the bottom now let's rebuild methodically rather than you know i'll come back in here when i need you thanks patty <laughs> it's been very yeah, like, no. just methodical no it's it's you've got to you have to have you've got to have a plan you can't just and i've said it in i think our group and in other groups that we've been in is that when you get to a goal you know, you, you have some number in your head of, from a scale weight perspective, okay, I've gotten here. You know, if, you know, if my goal had been to get to 168, I was just writing it out to see where it would go. I didn't yeah. have a plan in that aspect, but because <laughs> I just, I just wanted to see where it went. Yeah. It's like but that. It uh, wasn't. I was going to say, it's like know. that quote from the dark Knight where the, I forget who it is talking to the, the Joker, maybe it's Harvey Dent. And he says, I'm just a dog chasing cars. I wouldn't know what to do when I, yeah, when I, when exactly. I caught one, I feel like that, that is the mindset or approach. And it, it, that's not to, to speak poorly of anyone because I've been extremely guilty of that. People say, I just want to lose 15 pounds. That's all I want to do. I just want to fit back in X size jeans. I want to be down this 15 pounds. And if right. we ask them, okay, well then what, you know, what's the, what's the next phase? That's where I was exactly going yeah. is the, so then what's next? Yeah. It's you're never done you always you have to evolve and, and shift and change right mm-hmm. you literally have to be that character out of x-men because you have to okay great you've dropped down to you've set this goal now what do you want to maintain and i've said this to our members do you want to maintain do you want to keep going do we want to just see where you know keep riding out mm-hmm. do you want to now switch to a game where we start amassing muscle yep what's what's the next there's no wrong answer Right. But we do, we're not done. Right. And and when we're like in between, most of our time in theory should be spent eating at maintenance levels. We should let our body Absolutely. get back to homeostasis. We should let our minds recharge without going without or trying to restrict or trying, you know, it, em- we talk about it all the time, embracing versus chasing. We should spend as much time as possible embracing. What we don't want is to be in a deficit for a year straight without any diet breaks. And then when we do get to where we're going, we should spend in my opinion, as much time in maintenance or more than we just spent dieting down. That's probably Absolutely. something that that we could do better as a team. And, and I probably should do a better job posting more on it. But I think even just the phases of dieting, it's not that people don't have a plan. It's they don't even know. We're asking them for things that they probably don't even understand the concepts or they, they don't know the terms. Um, it's a good talk. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, well, absolutely. I mean, so it's, you know, not very long ago, I made a post about, are you hunting results or are you farming? Mm, I love that one. Yep. Right. If you're hunting results and there's times where hunting, you know, where you're trying to get to X thing for a certain time period for a special occasion, that makes sense. Yep. But over really, the you know, your life is literally, this is a marathon. You know, this is a you're not really done. You just have to kind of keep moving. So when you're farming, you know, these results and and these ideals, you really are tending to things on the daily basis versus what do I've got to deal with right here and now? Yep. Yep. And it sets you up for two totally different segues or off ramps into the next, into the next, you know, phase. Yeah. Absolutely. We, we should totally do another another episode about the phases. The thing, the things that we talk about, very matter of factly, day to day. Um, 
well, that in and of itself is the problem. Like right now, you, you know, to, to someone that's very new to any sort of methodical nutrition approach, they, some of these concepts we've already used very casually, they may not know what they mean, but we'll circle back and we'll make an episode specifically on that to help yeah. people sort of develop a, a longer term, I guess, approach and game plan. 30,000 foot view of dining phases. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. No, 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 we're good. And so that was the biggest thing where comparatively, you know, my 2018 to current diet structure plan versus all my previous efforts, mm-hmm. they were just on the task at hand previously. Yep. It was just, a, okay, I've got to do X, you know, just knock these things off and yep. then I'm done. Versus now it's the what's next and what does that look like? And what does my day-to-day look like? Yeah. And really my days food-wise right now are pretty basic. I mean, literally I eat pretty much most of the same things. A lot of the times Mm -hmm. I have a, you can kind of see behind me. I've got a shelf of cookbooks back here and we probably don't use them. I read, I look to, I like, I look at them for ideas on things. A lot of times we're eating, you know, steamer bags of, uh, bro- you know, uh, cheddar uh, broccoli, mm-hmm. um, rice, or ch- you know, chicken breast, sirloin steak, you know, that I'll either cook on my smoker or on my on my griddle. Or it's we don't vary a lot when we no. go out to eat, which we eat out a lot. I'm yeah. not going to lie. We do, eat do, out probably quantify, way more quantify, than we should. Quantify that. Average average two-week period. How many meals out? I eat lunch out every day. Okay. I think that's but, fantastic. You learned how to be able to do that because your version of eating lunch out every day probably looks much different versus someone that's never really gone there, you know? Yep. So, my lunches, if I go to the cafeteria at my office, I'm usually getting a a turkey sandwich with a piece of Swiss. I don't track the vegetables on it because it's not worth it. It's, right. it's silly because it's not that much to begin yeah. with. Right. right. Um, but the big things the the, the double Turkey, the, ch- the bread, the cheese that mm-hmm. for sure gets tracked the bell peppers and the little bit of spinach and the pickles that are on it. It's not worth my time. You, no, no, you're, th- you're never well, going to win or lose your diet effort because of, you know, a, a couple of slices, lettuce. yeah, bell peppers, right? If we, but I also know that if I go to Chick Fil A, by gosh, I have a standard order. Yep. I get a grilled chi- a grilled chicken sandwich, twelve, uh, sixteen grilled nuggets, and a side of fruit. That sounds, That's what I get. Sounds yeah, fantastic. Well, That's a lot of food. <laughs> you know, it is a lot of food. But uh, so that's the thing is, is that I eat. Yes, I eat out at lunch. Yeah. Five days a week. But I have standard things that I get. I don't vary the, from them very that's much. That's the thing. I, I would guess that if uh, I'm sure it happens to you, people ask me all the time, like, well, you know, what do you eat? Or can I look at your My Fitness Pal diary? Or, or give me some meal Mine's ideas. Open. I, I need some. I need some variety. I'm like, I will friend you now. Like, let's do this thing. But I promise you, if you're looking for variety and excitement and Not variety and excitement, take work, man. It takes mental energy. It takes a lot of math. Like I'm extremely boring. Sam- what you said, sandwiches, in my opinion, are the unsung hero of, of tracking. They're so easy. You can portion everything out how you want. You can, you know, yellow mustard, you can use whatever condiments you want. 
uh, maybe a low-fat version of mayo, whatever it is, but you can tailor them to your macros. They're so portable. They're cheap. I love sandwiches. I love wraps. I mean, we do a lot of rice, a lot of like lean ground turkey or lean ground beef. We're very boring. I can't do the lean turkey. Eaters. Yeah, well, we've, we've transitioned. To, we, we gave up a little fat to move to um, lean-ish ground beef, and it's it's worth it. We did lean ground turkey forever, though. It's like anything I, else. With I the right can't. flavor, it's it's as good as anything. It's a texture. It's oh, a texture thing. Got it. Got it. I can't do that. Yeah. We are a 96.4, 93.7 ground beef. Um, I've got in my freezer right now. I have, um, we do butcher box. And okay. so we get those periodically. So I've got uh, sirloin steaks. I've got flat irons. I have a tri-tip. Mm. I've got some tri-tips out there. Uh, I've got some pork tenderloins. We have chicken thighs from Costco. We have chicken breasts uh, all the time. Yep. Just on hand. And as tasty as they are. I just go easy. You know, as tasty as they are, those are not complex, difficult things to track. It seems like the fewer ingredients a given meal has, the easier it is to stay, you know, on track with. It's it's when we do these entrees, and most people, when they describe exciting food, it's like these big, elaborate entrees with 12 different line items that make up the one meal. And I'm like, man, I do this for a living, and I would have difficulty tracking that with any regularity. If you do it once every six you know, six weeks or, or however often it's probably not a huge deal, but it's when we think every meal needs to be this exciting event that we really make things difficult on ourselves. Not every meal is a party in your mouth. It's just, you just, <laughs> you know, it's just, right. you, you change it up with spices and you go from there. But I mean, so that's ultimately really kind of how I've gotten, you know, from where I was at my heaviest to kind of my now. I mean, yeah. it's just, you know, I lift four days a week. Occasionally, I peloton, but I average pretty much ten to twelve thousand steps a day, walking. Yep. yep. I mean, it. like I said, out outside looking. I'm boring. In, yeah. Well, embrace embrace boring. If we were all better at embracing boring, I think we'd carry a lot less stress and probably probably just stay a little bit closer to uh, the center of the road more often. Boring boring is an okay. Pay- place to be and i think it makes the exciting times feel that much more exciting um because it's not always just non-stop excitement um yeah so right now so damon is two days removed what day did you go in today's friday was it tuesday two. or wednesday yeah wednesday okay so yeah two days removed he he had a um they basically went in and cleaned up um some things that weren't going so hot inside his I'll, I'll butcher it what was the actual procedure called was it like a cleanup repair it was a a clavicle decompression is what they called it. Oof. So what that that's the yeah that's the medical term. They okay. basically went in and ground off a hook on the end of my shoulder of my collarbone that was uh, causing my uh, ligaments to catch and hang. And so yeah, anything overhead or externally rotating was just no fun. No good at all. So what is that? So, what is um, what does recovery look like for that? Right now, it's just uh, just kind of keeping things on the low. Um, mm-hmm. I still have all the dressing on, so I look like, uh, as my daughter said, I look like a character out of Lego Roblox. You look like a linebacker <laughs> for um, like the Buffalo Bills I, or something. In the, <laughs> it's not a bad look. I need the other side no, balanced out. Boulder shoulders, man. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, right. So right now, it's just I, I'll be happy tomorrow when I can shower. 
Yeah. You know, yeah, the, yeah. the wet washcloth thing is just, it's great, but I was happy today to, sh- to shave. Yeah. Recovery is going to be some PT, you know, stretching my arm out, just trying to get my range of motion back up to being able to go straight overhead and reaching back behind. Um, so that's going to be over the next week. That's going to be my focus. Yep. Um, similar to what I did. I had this done in 2016 on my other shoulder. So this one was a little bit different because I actually had to do some cleanup on my labrum. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was getting a little frayed. So this, I'm feeling this one a little bit more. But yeah. recovery yeah. like that looks like that. I'm still trying to keep my movement up. I'm working from home these couple days. Um, yep. But I'm getting on the, my Peloton and just pedaling. I'm not doing a class. Right. Uh, I may turn a class on, but I'm just I'm just pedaling to just spinning, get no up and down, in. leaning on the bars. Yeah. Yeah. None of that. Um, you know. So we have a treadmill being delivered tomorrow. So I'll be doing a lot of that. You know, Rucking when with I go us. back to the office. Yep. So when well, I uh, don't don't ruck. Yeah. We'll wait on the rucking. No. Yeah, no, nothing over your I, no, no, nothing over the shoulders. It's, it's a little tough. So, you know, I'll go back to the office next week and I'll just keep walking and, uh, you know, in between, you know, as breaks, cause I take, get up from my desk two times a day yep. and go walk for 20, 25 minutes yep. through our tunnel system. So that's how I get away from my desk, refresh myself. And so that's what that's going to continue to look like food wise. I'm not changing anything. I'm just keeping it as it is, you know, keeping consistent. Yep. And so it sounds like you're in a good, it sounds like pretty much everything I did when I just went through my surgery a few months ago, it was basically same deal. Upper body was off limits for a bit. So um, probably very similar. Also, like we talked about before we started recording running, just the the jarring impact that the energy transferring up to my arm running was pretty much a no-go. So I just walked, man. I mean, yep. I just Walking's the unsung hero, really. It is. It's the sandwich of the movement world. (laughs) Really is. Um, But no, especially mentally, because it's very easy when we're very go, go, go people that enjoy physical activity. It's very easy to get into a less than ideal headspace when we're not able to, you know, do whatever our favorite methods of movement. But walking, I always just feel so much more even keeled after however long a walk, you know? Yeah, that's one of the things that over the course of time, I've really come to realize. And, you know, we've all read the book Atomic Habits. And for anybody listening that has not listened to either listened to it or picked it up, they need to and just put it, you know, spend some time with it. Because honestly, one of the things that came in, in an email, one of his weekly emails, the 321 Thursday email that James Clear does, it was talking about what are the things that you can do on your worst days to keep yourself consistent. Okay. Well, if I can't run, which running for me isn't a thing, but I can Mm -hmm. walk or I can pedal my bike. I can, you know, I can keep my environment set in such a way that, you know, that I don't have to navigate all these hard things. Now, I will also fully admit right now in my cabinet is a box of the little Debbie cosmic brownies mm-hmm. with the colored sprinkles. That's a, yeah. yeah. That, those are a hard thing cosmic. to pass. Yeah, exactly. Those are things that are a hard pass, but I put, you know, I, if I'm going to have one, I at least plan for it. Yeah. So, you know, the things that I can do right now with this injury while I'm recovering is I can walk, I can keep my food up. 
and and that's what I can control. Yeah, I'm not going to get too into the details or too worried about how long is this going to go because it is what it is. I can't change it. Well, and it's also I would think for you. I don't want to speak for you, but it's reassuring to know. I, I think of it all the time. Like if Emma and I go out on a date night and. We, like we enjoy ourselves more than we had planned to, right? We eat a little bit more or we have a, a adult beverage or two. Um, it's such a rarity for us that even if I wake up the next morning and I'm like, man, I had the best plan and I went a little over. If you just look back at what your default mode is, like, okay, that was 1%. That was 1% of the last 100 days. The exactly. 99%. So like for you right now, taking like a brief Workouts are going to look a little bit different. It's going to be more walking than anything, but you know, all right, this is how I approach my nutrition. When I'm at full health, this is how I approach my workouts. Like if you can just manage to mentally zoom out, like this is a small, very brief, absolutely finite amount of time, but my default mode is what's going to matter. I'm going to be back to that. And then you can just take a deep breath and, and get through it and then back to your default mode and you know, we we talk about it with our members. We've even talked about it. You know, last week when we had the the thing for for our members group of, you know, there there are 365 days a year. If you're average, eating three meals a week, I mean three meals a day, that's 900 and some odd meals. Okay, Christmas Day, Thanksgiving Day, your anniversary, your birthday, your kids' birthdays, those things. You're talking what maybe. Maybe all of those things combined, 25 days, 25 meals out of an entire year. Yeah. Why are we going to sweat 25 days or 25 meals out of 360? Right. Less than 10%. It's literally sweating the small stuff. Yeah, it is. It is. I think I think there's a certain element, uh, not element, human nature is we fixate on those things and we give them a lot more value in our, in our mind space than, than they're worthy of. Um, it's just like, you know, I, I'm sure the way most of my folks check in is when they, when they write me on check-in day and they talk about their last seven days, 95% of it could have gone amazing. And that gets about two tiny sentences. And then their one blip that may have been less than perfect, which was no big deal at all, gets like three paragraphs. And I'm like, and, and that's what we all do. We all do do. years ago years ago, I think you probably saw this, you know, Madonna, you know, was talking about some articles. She could be in a room with a hundred people, but the one person that, that had a critic, that had a critique of her show. Mm-hmm. That's the one she remembers. Yeah. We're, it, it doesn't matter how, what big yeah. your platform is. We all focus on that and it's a hard thing to break. It is. And it's that in the mental side of this long game is what really gets us hard. If we, if we quit focusing on the minutia of, you know, I'm eating clean or I'm, I'm eating this, or I'm eating that. It's like, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. what, you're, what you're eating is what you're eating. It doesn't matter. There's not a morality to it. Are you eating more than you need or are you eating enough or are you eating too little? And when yep. I say too little, like really it's, you know, like setting you in a bad place, right? Yep. If there's one day that I only ate 500 calories, that's certainly not going to be a, a default day for me. That's not going to, me- you know, it's not going to mess me up for the long term. Right. It's, you know, 
it, you know, it just with everything. But the hard thing about all of this, though, is that we have to eat mm-hmm. every day. We have to eat. Yeah. And this is, you know, we're undoing decades in my, well, in my case, you know, approaching 50 years old. I mean, there was, that's decades of behaviors associated with food that you're having to change. A thousand percent. I tell people very candidly when they want to, you know, have a consult before, before joining, or even just to people that have already joined. I'm like, listen, three months is an appreciable amount of time, but against the landscape of literally all of your months of existence so far, the the better part of most people's first three months is just learning which habits and behaviors they need to unpack before we can start Absolutely. Packing, packing new, you know, new good baggage. Um, the first it, it, 12 weeks is really just the undoing. It's like the illumination phase. It's like, it here is. are all the things I know I need to work on and maybe start working on unpacking some of those. That kind of is like the primer, right? <laughs> and then you can figure Absolutely. out. Yeah. So same, same page there for sure. And that's why yeah, I, f- I, you know, some of these timelines we put on ourselves, it's like, wait a minute, where did they don't matter? No, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, with a, I, with one of my members yesterday, the comment was, I wasn't the best, but you know, I, I at least have done X so far and I had to, you know, reframed it. I said, you know what? It, yes, it was only X number of pounds, but let's look at all the other things that happened off of the scale and it's still improvement. It doesn't matter what the speed is. You know, right. this, this particular person was, you know, in their early thirties, they have, you know, 50 more years Right. This, to try to undo things in 16 weeks is not realistic, gonna, but yeah, we had no, to work through that. It's it's going to take time. Um, there really are no deadlines. Like I, I say that to the point where it's cliche. They're self-imposed. Yeah, it's the the only deadlines we have are, are the 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 lies we tell ourselves about why we need to get it done by this date. Because yeah. odds are that date's going to come and go, and your goals are probably going to be similar for the next however many years behind them if you don't reach them. So really, why put an arbitrary timeline? All that does, in my opinion, is stresses you out to the point where you're less productive. And then even if you are productive, you're so miserable that you probably just start resenting whatever it is that you're working on. hundred percent. You know, we come into certain things with certain rigid ideas on how we expect them to go. Mm -hmm. Expectations. Yeah. And, you know, there's the phrase of you, you with assumptions, right? I won't finish it out, but you know the phrase I'm talking mm-hmm. about. I'm familiar with that one. We, <laughs> but here, that's you know that's the truth. You know we make we come in with these assumptions and these expectations that may or may may not be realistic for your current situation. Mm-hmm. Which is why it was such a big shift for me when I started working with a coach that it was of rather than saying I want it to be X, it's like let's just see where it goes. Yeah. I, in my head, thought it would be nice to be 190. Hmm. And as we kept chucking along, it was like, okay, cool. I had to be, uh, I had to keep myself open to the possibility, right? Yep. And to the possibilities of what could change, what could be better, and learning along the way. Some things, 168 was not better for the long term. It was great for the moment. Right. And, but I knew 
that that was not where I was going to live. Ideally, will I probably be better in a 180 to 185 place? Probably. Yeah. But for right now, I'm okay. It doesn't. I'm seeing changes on myself in the mirror that don't translate to the scale. Absolutely. And so body, yeah, body so, fat more than. Yeah. And so, yeah. So I may carry a little more body fat on my chest because that's just where my body carries it. Mm-hmm. I have a little bit more, you know, down around the midsection. Okay. But at the same time, I'm still wearing the same, most of the same clothes mm-hmm. at 197, 195 that I wore at 185. Yeah. Yeah. Quality quality of life, 168 versus mm, 180 yeah, versus no. 190 versus where yeah. It's yeah. It, that and that's the, the that's the tough thing to explain to people to go back to your earlier question, like well, what should my goal weight be? Or how do I know I'm there? And and we tell people your your body's going to tell you things. It's your job to listen. And we need you to be brutally honest relaying that to us because we'll do our best to estimate visually your body fat percentage, but you will be getting biofeedback that we have to listen to. And it's very apparent when your quality yeah. of life is just in the gutter. And at that point, and, and, you probably have gone too far. And that's where I've been telling members is that it's of, you know, they'll focus on the scale and it's of like, I'm not even looking at that really. I'm like, I'm looking at these other things. So my feedback has been using video feedback. And so I'm literally, they're seeing me on screen and seeing what I'm looking at. So I'm mm-hmm. literally talking them through everything. And I had one guy said, you know, one person tell me, I'd really like to go faster. I'm like, first off, okay, we're only in two weeks. Hmm. We're only two weeks in. Yeah. We still have a ways to go. Secondly, this is the scale, but look at all these other things that you've already indicated through your measurements, through your pictures. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why are we why are we rushing this? Yep. Why are we rushing to take away food when we don't need to? It's the quickest Everything's rock, happening. Yeah. All you're gonna do is rock the boat. If the boat's cruising, keep yeah. the boat cruising. And, don't, don't rock it. <laughs> and it literally was of like, okay, message received. And he's good. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, we took a long way around to get kind of from where I was to where I'm at, but that's kind of that's where that, I am. That was awesome. I think we actually that that was your journey lent itself to us talking about a bunch of different things be, uh, in between. And then it, it sort of wrapped it all in. And honestly, I think we came away with some good talking points for another episode that we'll have to <laughs> get ready to record here maybe within the next month or so. Um, yeah. But this was cool um, because you got to tell your story, which um, will resonate with a lot of guys. And and you also talked about different things you have, you know, you tried like Weight Watchers, I speak very openly about Weight Watchers. I love Weight Watchers in that it gets people in the habit of journaling and tracking. I don't love Weight Watchers in that, you know, it's simply their proprietary point system and free foods aren't my favorite thing, um, but that's that's for another day. Um, but more, yeah. more than anything, I think Weight Watchers is an amazing foundation for people. And usually once they start tracking macros, they go... Oh, and they have like a light bulb. It's a gateway. It's a great gateway. And, you know, for some people, it doesn't work for for my wife when she did it. 
it did not work well for her because Mm -hmm. the point level at the time that it had her on, nobody was going to be happy. Yeah. And I don't mean just her. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it was, she was hungry. I mean, it was literally hangry all the time. Yeah. That's no good. So for some people, you know, and for some people tracking the individual macros doesn't work very well because they get too obsessed about the specific number Agreed. where, you know, we have to, people have to find what works for them. For a lot of people tracking calories, tracking down the macros works well. It, it gives them an insight that, to their behaviors and their patterns that they just didn't see. And right. so Weight Watchers is great for that. Um, you know, some people can do the intermittent fasting or, you know, and, I just call it skipping breakfast. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much what it is. They just slapped a pretty cool title on it. Yeah. I mean, and so for some people that works great and they can manage it that way. That's great. But at some point when your goals change, you need to have to, you got to have to be able to have the data and the insight into where you're at to be able to how to change it. Agreed. It's like your, it's your checkbook. Yeah. You can't, you can't go and Say, well, I, you know, I'm going to go buy X thing and just go buy it and go, well, wait, why does my account, why is it being declined? Well, you look <laughs> at your bank account? Well, no. Well, then how do you know that you had the ability to go yeah. buy it? Yep. That's an excellent analogy. Finances and money are, finances and money are too uh, eerily related. See, another idea. Man, you're going to be sorry you ever did this first one because you've just signed your, you've enlisted yourself for like 12 more. Oh, good. We should, we should, we should definitely, that'll be a fun one, I think, to have like a round table, have as many coaches as possible. And we, we need a round table. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, so, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's just kind of where I am and how I view things. This, this truly was awesome. I really appreciate two days removed from surgery, you being willing to hop on here with me. What I asked um, Patty and Katie so far, I asked them for three. It doesn't have to be three, even if you have a top one. What, what, is, what is either one or two, however many tips you want to share between one and three tips that you would give as, as your biggest pieces of advice to anyone new um, to tracking? Don't focus on perfection. Be accurate, but not perfect. Let good enough be good enough. Mm. Some days, and I'll, and I'll qualify that one. Some days, you know, it may be you have the full intent of tracking to your individual macros and something happens. You have a, a kid that gets sick or my age, I've got a parent who might, you know, get sick or what have you. Um, I mean, my daughter, you know, 16, she just came off an ACL surgery. So, you know, my 22 year old son had his ankle surgery. Those days it's like, you know what, I'll, I'm not going to track to the individual macros. It's like, I may be just good enough with where my calories are at. And if I'm within 10% above or below, great. So good enough is good enough. I, I really like that one. And I agree. That is something we could all probably work on and get much better at if we're willing. Because we, we all hear the use the phrase of we're uh, we're majoring in the minors. Mm-hmm. 
we get into so much of the low level details. It's like, why is this a thing? Why are we debating? Why is somebody debating? Why I, you know, buying a box of organic spring mix versus the regular. Right. It's the same calories. Yes. Obviously there's obviously some benefits to buying the organic versus the not, but you know, if, if somebody doesn't have the means right. to buy the organic, are they still buying the, the spring mix and eating it? Or in the context of, yeah, the context of sheer weight change, it's yeah. numbers. It's numbers. If it's the same 60 calories from spring mix, don't get, don't split hairs to that level. Focus like, to your yeah. point. Don't, don't major in the minors. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's literally just, you know, let good enough be good enough. And when you can do better, do better. And if, you know, some days just, it doesn't lend to that, then just do the best you can and and be okay with it. And then the other thing that probably the third one is yeah, no, there's not a third one. I think that's really it. Those were solid. Those were super solid. Good takeaways. Unfortunately, lots of talking points for future episodes. So you really <laughs> dug yourself into a hole here. This is good. This is good. This, that's why these are fun. Like I said, uh, I think I typed up eight questions and we went over way more than eight things and everything we went over is better than the questions I typed anyhow. So this was awesome. Any, um, any closing? I mean, I, I guess that was kind of our closing. Did you want to add anything before I sign us off? No, I don't really have anything. I mean, it's, you know, I'm just, you know, thankful for the opportunity that good grief, you know, you think about now we're what, 10 months because started in February. It's insane. 2021 is just like, it's almost the holidays, man. Lord. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. just like, uh, well, winter so, okay. So let's, so we'll talk about that real quick. You know, I know we're, tr- we're shutting it down, but let's talk about that. You know, I mean, we just came off of Halloween. Thanksgiving is coming up Christmas and that such. And, you know, I've, we all have things happening. Right. And, but it's still like those number of days we don't, it's not a free for all from October through the end of, end of the year. Right. You know, we still have Thanksgiving, you know, Thanksgiving, we have one, maybe two Thanksgiving meals, depending on how your family does it. Christmas, you have that. I mean, if you're, if you celebrate Hanukkah, you have your certain things, but not all seven days of eating of Hanukkah is right. everything is special. Right. Right. If, you know, our, our mutual friend, Jeannie, she, you know, she goes up to her family's in Buffalo. Well, she doesn't get some of her, those things from her mom all year round. She's right. going to enjoy it during right. that period, but she's not going to lose her mind. in place. Yeah, for sure. Right. You know, my house, we have three birthdays between December 7th and December 30th. Oh. <laughs> so, you know, we can't just lose our mind with, you know, Christmas holiday parties and those things. So it's, so you make, you choose the, you choose the biggest things and then you let everything else be your standard every day. Absolutely. And that's how we shall get through the next two months. I, I do think yep. we are going to do, we're going to, we're going to try to get one probably within the next week, like a holiday eating to give actual um, advice, but I would, the main takeaway I would pull from what you just said about holidays is how it's a, uh, like a decision pattern, a, a momentum thing. Like if we let ourselves off the hook before they even start, 
we're going to get into one sort of momentum, one, one decision pattern that leads to no place good by the time, you know, cause it just speeds up. It's like going through the curve yep. and then you just accelerate and, and then you're going full speed and then it's December and then, you, and then it's January and you go, Oh, I wish I had stood a little bit stronger going into that. We'll get into that next time. Yep. Absolutely. So, Coach Damon. This was awesome, man. Thank you very much, truly, for for spending Friday afternoon with me, two days after surgery. Um, it's all good. Gunning to get this up within the next couple of days, either either over the weekend or on Monday. Um, and then you have unwillingly signed yourself up because this this was super fun, and we we did uncover lots of fun stuff to to go over in the next ones. So I'm gonna um, sign us off. Jason and Damon here with another uh, episode five. We, we, we counted it off. Episode five yep. for Fed Up. Um, thanks for listening. We will get this posted. Again, message Coach Damon or myself with any questions, and we will talk to you next time. Thank you. All right, so that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to Fed Up from Falcon Nutrition. We hope you learned a thing or two, or at worst, had a little fun with us. Please make sure you subscribe to stay up to date with our most recent episodes, and make sure you hit us up if we can answer any questions for you. Talk to you next time.